So today we talked to Brittany Sandretto. Now, Brittany is the wife of a very good friend of mine, Rock, who was on an earlier episode that you can go back and watch. So we talked to Brittany about growing up, how she started working in a salon at 15 years old. She goes from working in a salon to working in a salon for 10 years cutting hair. Then, out of a leap of faith, her and her husband opened their own salon. And now they have a, one of the, probably the best salon in the city of Birmingham, which is over a million people, and they're opening up their second one. We talk about her journey of being married and, and, and taking a leap of faith and having her husband quit his job to help her run the salon. And then the four wonderful kids they have and how why they homeschool two of them, but they don't homeschool the other two. And then their uh, entrepreneurial journey into having their own hair line. And then also the other investments that they do as they've gotten older. You are gonna absolutely love my talk with Brittany Sandretta. Brittany, thank you so much for being here. So just so everybody knows, Brittany is a little nervous and I told her this is very conversational. <laughs> this is very conversational. So she should not be nervous at all. So the first question we like to ask everybody is who are you? What do you do? And why does it matter? Okay. So tell me. I am Brittany Sandrina. Okay. I am a wife. Okay. I'm a mother and I'm a business owner. And those are all super important. Very. A wife is important. I am called to serve my husband. Um, a mother, same thing. And as a business owner, same thing. Yeah. Um, and those matter because that's my purpose. That's yeah. who I'm called to be. So they had an open house last night at the mm -hmm. salon. And one of the things she just said, because I asked about how it went, um, was how did it go? And she was super excited. Tell them why you were super excited. You said, I was so excited because, mm -hmm. tell them what you said. I thought that was a very interesting, yeah. what you said. Um, I just was in awe of our, almost our entire team showed up and it was not mandatory. And just uh, celebrating with them and walking around, spending time with them at our open house was just, it brought me so much satisfaction to see my whole team wanting to be there. Yeah. And, um, all of us spend time together. So, how many of them is it? How many people? There's, I think we're at 50 employees. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. So, you own a business. Mm -hmm. I don't really know that we've touched on what that is. So let's, yeah. before we get into that, mm -hmm. let's go back. So, you're let's a Birmingham back. girl mm -hmm. from the area. I, I grew up towards Tuscaloosa. Okay. I went to high school at Oak Mountain High School. So, my okay. parents moved us over here. Um, hey, do you know Jay Clark? Yeah, I do. Do you really? Mm hmm. He was in my grade. I'm great friends with him. Really? He's a, yeah. he's a nice guy. Lives in Trustful. Okay. Do you yeah. know Mark Melikar? Yes, but I think from church, not from school. I okay. don't think I know from school. Mark went to Oak Mountain. Did he? So either either you're mm -hmm. older or you're younger than Jay or new. Okay. Went to Mississippi State, played football. Mm-hmm. Big guy. Mm-hmm. Great. He's a, one of my best friends. He does. All, he's our financial guy. Yeah. So... I don't know how I know that name, but I don't know why I didn't know that you yeah. went to Oak Mountain. I went okay. to Oak Mountain High School. We digress. So you went to Oak Mountain. <laughs> yes. So you go to Oak Mountain, uh -huh. and then talk, talk to me okay. about growing up. Talk to me about growing up. Growing us. up. Okay. So like, what, what, tell me about your family, your mm, mom, your dad. Yeah, what, yeah. What, how that, what that was like. So, um, yeah. So I grew up. We lived in a trailer first growing up. Okay. Um, which I love to tell that part, and because my dad's one of the hardest working men I know. Um, so seeing that to where he is now has just been, it's been really cool to watch. Um, so we did that. We lived there and then he built a house, um, his own. That's what he does. He builds houses. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's just neat to look back on cause I can see when he started doing well. Sure. Um, I remember getting a brand new washer and dryer. Like he brought that home to my mom and it was brand wow. And I was just, and I think they still have it. Like it's, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so grew up there. I, uh, we didn't go to church growing up. Um, but they started having problems in their marriage, okay. like probably everybody does. But um, they were going to get a divorce. They came to us and said, we're going to get a um, divorce. They told How old were you at the time? I was probably 10 or 11. Okay. And my grandmother had just married this man, amazing man. Um, he started taking us to church. So he'd come by, pick us up, take us to church. Well, that day when they sat down with us and they said um, they were going to get a divorce, I just knew we had to get them to church. Yeah. And so... Um, we begged them. We, so we went to church and I remember opening the doors of the sanctuary and seeing my parents praying down at the altar. And so that's a huge part of my story just so because wow. I see God just plucking me up in different times and put me in places where, um, 
I didn't deserve it. And yeah. just seeing like how he's had his hand on my life the whole time. So. So mm-hmm. your dad is a home builder, mm-hmm. so self-employed. Yep. Talk to me about mom. What did what did, what did you see your mom doing? So mom up? mom worked at um, a machine shop. She worked at the coal mine for a while, and then she worked at a machine shop, and then um, she quit to help my dad. Um, oh, okay. So she did all the books and all of his everything for the so business. So the business part of your mm-hmm. life is mm-hmm. like it's been you, that's yeah. all you've really ever seen for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> you're 11 years old. Parents getting divorced. Yeah. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. so from the time people are, kids are seven to even into high school, you always get the question, mm-hmm. hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. What did you say at that during those years? Uh, so in high school, I started working in a hair salon and I fell in love with it like immediately. Okay. I loved the smell of it. I loved the people. I loved um, someone different walking through the door every 30 right. minutes. I, I loved it. So I knew very early on. That's what I wanted to do. Really? Yeah. So I was 15. I started working on a salon, and I, that's what I've been doing. So at 15, mm-hmm. my, I got a 15-year-old. Yeah. You've got a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. At 15, mm-hmm. how did you start working at a hair salon? What did you start doing there? Yeah, whatever he told me to do. Yeah. I, um, I swept. I did laundry. I checked people in. I checked people out, answered the phones. Um, and so that's what I did. And whatever he asked me to do, I did so it. So this is a great lesson because... And I didn't, I did mine way later than you did. So at 15 and 16, you are doing every job in the place. The Mm -hmm. one, the jobs that nobody, nobody wants. Oh yeah. And for all business owners, for most business owners, at some point you have to do those things. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, my kitchen, I've got a staff of, you know, 15 or 20. And I tell them, Hey, I've done everything in here. I don't do those things anymore, but everything in here we've done at some point. And Mm -hmm. as a business owner, not only do you have to do those things because you have to teach sometimes, but you have to do those things because you have to learn and understand what that human being that you're paying to do, mm-hmm. what, you're, what they're doing. So, yeah. so 15, 16 years old, mm-hmm. you're working in a salon, mm-hmm. just doing this stuff. You're yeah. not cutting hair or nothing no, like no, that. No, yet. no, no. I mean, if anybody let me, like friends, yeah. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. But, but no, I was not Okay, so where licensed. did it progress from there? Um, so, yeah, I worked there. All the way through high school, I ended up doing like co-op, so I'd get done at lunch and just go straight to work. Um, and then when I got done with school, I went to hair school. And um, meaning after, when you graduated, when I graduated school. from high school, and okay. I went to hair school. And then um, I still worked there. I went back to work there, right, like full time after high school. Same salon. Same salon. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I went to a bigger salon, and that was a real small, which is me and him. Um, and so I went to a bigger salon. I worked there for about. 10 years probably oh my goodness mm-hmm. and then um then we opened our own okay so transition a little bit you're working at this salon mm-hmm. when did you meet your husband so mm-hmm. rock sandretto fan favorite of our show was on mm-hmm. a, one of the earlier episodes mm-hmm. and then also on a recent episode where he and i and steven higgins did an episode together so tell us about mm-hmm. uh meeting him and that how that worked where you're working full-time what he's doing in y'all's relationship um so i went to hair school and me and his sister were best friends um her name's Brittany as well oh wow yeah and um yeah she had told me do not date my brother and i was like got it and uh i i was good with that i didn't really like him that much at first Mm. but he was crazy about me yeah and uh so he kept pursuing kept pursuing he was very very persistent and um so I told him if his sister was okay with it, I'd go on a date. And so he asked his sister if we hey, could go on a date. Yeah, asked his sister in a date with yeah. me. And she, yeah. So we went on a date and then, yeah. And then about a year later, we got married. So what is, so you're working, you're working at the big salon. So I'm working at, no, no, I'm working at small salon. Okay. When I, um, when we got married. And then mm-hmm. what is he doing at the time? So he was working at um, High Tech Mobility. It was a, it's a wheelchair yep. handicap. No, exactly mm-hmm. it is. Yep. yep. That's where he was working at. And then he started mm-hmm. working. So I know Rock really well. Uh-huh. He started working at the mines. And you're mm-hmm. work, he's working at the mines and you're working at the salon. I'm working correct? at the salon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have y'all had any kids yet at this point? We, we were, I was pregnant with the second one when he was working at the coal mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that transition yeah. of small salon, big salon mm-hmm. to... to our own yeah yeah um so we had always talked about it even like growing up I remember my dad saying 
that he wanted to get like a space and build me my salon and all this. So it was always kind of in the back of my head that that was the goal. Um, but when we got married, it was just like, okay, well, where's the money going to come from? How are we Mm going to do this? You know? And so it just got kept being pushed like to the side. And, um, we always, we talked about it for years and we even went and looked at places and nothing ever just seemed right. And I remember talking to, um, one of our friends, Hayes Kirby, he's the pastor at Fultondale campus. And he was like, when are you ever going to open up your own place? And I was like, well, I'm just waiting for God to open a door. And he was like, well, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. And I kind of got a little offended. I was like, whatever, buddy. You yeah. know, like, Screw yeah, you. I'm not cutting your hair no more. <laughs> like, get out of here. Um, and so then I went home and I told Rock um, what he said. Yeah, go beat him up. Yeah, like, I'm done with him. And he was like, no, he's right. And he was like, if you don't do this, I don't want you to ever talk about it again. And I was mm. like okay like I just Screw you yeah <laughs> I was like what is this about um and so I'm still thinking this is like years away and uh Rock went and found a location and he was like I want you to go look at it and so I went and looked at it I walked in I knew immediately even though the walls were like bright red lime mm-hmm. green it was ugly but I just knew I just could see it like I can still see it um and so that was our first location that was Valleydale um and he worked his tail off getting that all ready he was at the coal mine and at the time, he was planning on staying at the coal mine. He wasn't planning right. on quitting. His coal mine was pretty good money. Yeah, it was good. Um, and it was us opening a business that was going to be, that was uh, something that gave us security of knowing that we have income coming in. We yeah. have retirement. We have insurance, right. you know. Um, and so when he'd get off work, he'd go to the salon, and he was building it out. He did everything. Um, wow. He got it all ready. And then uh, two weeks before we opened, I was reading Pearls of the King by Lee Domain, and I, like, clearly heard from the Lord. I mean, it was, like, audible that Rock was supposed to quit his job. And I, like, asked that voice, you know, well, what's the other option? I need, like, an, that's not going to work, you know? <laughs> there's got to be more yeah, choice. There's, yeah, there was yeah. B and C. And there was no other choice. Yeah. So it was gone. And, um, and so when he came home, I told him, hey, I think you're supposed to quit your job. And he was like, I can't do that. I'm like, I know. So I'm like, see, Lord, like, this, yeah. like he, we can't do that. And, um, and so he called his dad, and he uh, asked his dad. He t- told his dad to be praying for us. And his dad was like, for what? And he was like, well, I don't want to tell you. I just need you to be praying for us. Before he got off the phone, his dad said, it's time. And he's like, it's time for you to quit your job. Wow. And so he quit his job, and we just took a leap of faith yeah. and um, hadn't looked back since. So talk to me about this. There's somebody out there listening to this. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent this to somebody that's working in a salon that has a vision of owning their own salon. Mm-hmm. Because there's so mm-hmm. many people out there that, that I want to say envy, but like they want to be in your shoes. Yeah. Talk to me about the transition from being at this, what we, call, we call it the bigger salon, yeah. to starting your own salon. Mm-hmm. Let's talk mm-hmm. like logistical. Mm-hmm. So you've got probably got a full book of business at for this sure. point. Mm-hmm. And you're working at a salon, working for someone. Were you working booth rent or commission? I was booth rent at the time. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. So explain the difference in booth rent and commission real quick. So commission is a percentage base. So the salon makes a percentage off of the stylist. So you cut my hair, it costs $100. Yeah. Usually it's like 40 to 50% is like commission. Okay. Mm-hmm. Booth rent is? You pay for all your own supplies, everything. And you pay a fee each week or month to the owner. Pay for all your shampoo. Pay for everything. Pay for... Taxes, being there. But if everything. you make 40 grand in cutting hair, you just pay that fee and that's it. Mm-hmm. But which one's but better? You, um, there's pros and cons to both. Sure. Um, it depends on the person. If they can manage it well, yeah. and then booth rents is fine. But if they can't, it's really not more money when you sit down and figure out the percentages. Mm-hmm. But um, some people think it is because at the time more money's coming in. So you're seeing more money. But really, at the end of the day, after you buy your color and you pay for Stuff's all your expensive. expenses, yeah. taxes, everything, you end up really not making right. um, as much. So when you transition into working for somebody mm-hmm. to own your own place, right. how big was your place when you started? I had six chairs. Six mm-hmm. chairs. Mm-hmm. So you start off, did you have people that were going to come Just with? Just me. Just you. Mm-hmm. You and, you and mm-hmm. five other empty chairs. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about that. How many people yeah. did you bring with you? That uh, were your clients? I don't even know. A bunch? Yeah. I mean, I had a full book. I was So I was full book of business. Mm-hmm. So I'm not taking on any business at this time. I had no idea this was a thing that people just didn't take on yeah. other people. But mm-hmm. you did, were full and couldn't mm-hmm. take on any more clients. I, I, was, I was open to taking more people because I was working way more hours than I were before. At the other place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you open up. It's just you. 
Just me. My boy Rock is working the He's front, front desk. desk. He's the front desk girl. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was. He was not good front. Not desk. really good at the front desk. I, I have a hard time saying that because <laughs> he can talk to anybody. So he's doing that. So tell me about that first six months or a year. Give me that transition and how that was. Oh yeah. So we had uh, six months of living expenses saved up. So okay. we knew and that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be dumb if you're gonna jump out. Like yeah. you know. So if you had, let's just say, for example, say it takes you four four thousand dollars a month. Yeah. To, to like pay the mortgage mm-hmm. and pay the bills and mm-hmm. pay for food, yep. pay your car note, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you had $24,000 saved mm-hmm. up. That's what right. you're saying. Yep. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's good advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. We had no debt. Um, so that was something that wasn't heavy on us. Um, and yeah, so for six months, uh, we were like, we were like, okay, we've got to be able to pay ourselves in six months because it was going to be gone. And so that when that six months came up, we paid ourselves and we were like, okay. And then the next month we paid ourselves, and we're like, okay. So it was like, and it wasn't much, but we paid ourselves, and yeah. we were able to pay our bills, and um, and so yeah, that's how that's how that flowed. So you talk about having no debt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The big question is that a lot of people have mm-hmm. is I'm working, I'm making money doing. Mm-hmm. So give me a, a number, a round number of what you were making before you transitioned to owning your own salon. What were you bringing mm-hmm. in a month, around about? Probably three thousand. Three thousand bucks a yeah. month. So you bring in about three thousand bucks a month. How did you finance the salon? So Rock's got a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You fi- y'all quote find a place. Mm-hmm. He goes in and demos and gets the place fixed up. Mm-hmm. How do you how'd you pay for the the fixing up the le- how'd you pay for all that? What was the process? We there? we did have we had a loan for the um, first location. Okay. Um, and then we just we paid it off. How so much was the loan? It was ninety thousand. So ninety grand mm-hmm. got you in the building, mm-hmm. and then also. Mm-hmm. And then we had for the pay for the fixing up of right, everything. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then That's we put some right. in the bank just in the business account. Rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when did you start adding people to cut mm-hmm. hair in next to you? Because you got six chairs. Yeah. It's just you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. So tell me about mm-hmm. that. How'd you go on about adding people? Um I had a girl in a small group. Um, she she was great because she had actually had her own salon. So it was cool how like the Lord put her in our, our lap. Okay. Um, so she worked with us for a while. She was incredible. Um, and then, then we just had people start stopping by and wanting to interview. And um, it, it really is, is not me. This did not happen because yeah. this would, this all uh, grew because of, like I said before of like the Lord just has put so much favor yeah. it is not, I did not take any of the credit. I I do not um, because just looking back on it and seeing how things panned out and how yeah. things work together, it was something bigger than me. Sure. Tell me what's, the, and we haven't even talked about the name. What's the name of your salon? Uh, salon 43.1. So what does 43.1 stand for? Isaiah 43.1. So tell me that verse. So he says, I've redeemed you. I've called you by mm-hmm. name. You are mine. Um, and then it goes on to talk about like, Hey, you're going to have troubles. Yeah. You're going to go through tough times, but like, at the end of the day, that's where, that's what we stand on. Right. Like he's called us, we're yeah. his. Um, and so I've always clung to that verse yeah. because we all go through things. And so that's always given me a little bit of hope. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know, this is one of the best salons, top salons in Birmingham. So you ask anybody about this place and everybody in Birmingham knows about it. Random friends of mine, their, their wives get their hair cut there. There are other there are men that get their hair cut there. So it's a great place. So you've got six chairs. How did you, how many how long before you had mm-hmm. a full place? Like I, yeah. I got six salon people, I got mm-hmm. six haircutters, whatever mm-hmm. you call them, in there doing that. How long did it take you to fill the place up? Maybe a year. Okay. I'm not, I'm not really sure on, sure on those numbers. Um, you know, so at the beginning we got connected with a consulting group, and they helped us. Did you need to say something? No, go ahead. They helped us um, set up like all of our, uh, like our percentages, our Everything that we wanted, and we didn't even know how to get there, yeah. they came along beside us and showed us. So was that a you think? Whose idea was that? You or Rock? That was one of our reps. She just came in and Rep. said, like, like, uh, so we have color reps that come in or, or oh. uh, shampoo or whatever, all of our products. Everybody's selling something. Yes, yes. So they come in and they say, hey, we'll order our quarter- color through her, and she places the order, and then she ships it to us. Right. So she came in and she said, hey, I think this would be really great for y'all. And so we flew down to, I think it was Tampa maybe. Yeah. And took this, um, did this course, and the people there were just very like-minded. Everything, I mean, we were just like, our eyes, we were just 
it was, our minds were exploding. Everything was just made sense. Everything they were saying was like, yes, that's what we want. That's what we want. Um, and so they helped us sit down. So we got a coach, and they helped us sit down and do our percentages and do our budgets and do um, how to really uh, maximize the space that we were in. What did that cost? It was, so we, I think we were able to get six months free or something at the time for signing up, and then it was $2,000 a month after that. So no, no <clears throat> fee on the front end? I don't believe so. It rocks the numbers guy, so. Okay, so you had this. Maybe. Okay, so let me say this. Mm -hmm. So um, Julie, this girl in Tennessee. Okay. Great friends of ours. Mm -hmm. Love this lady. Mm -hmm. So she owns a salon called Omeyat Salon. It's in Cookful. Mm -hmm. and they were chugging right along, doing very well. Yeah. Very similar to you okay. in just like the way you think, the way you believe. Husband's a car salesman. Mm -hmm. He quit the car sales job to work for the salon, so the stories are very similar. I have no idea why I haven't told you all this yet. So, um, but she said they blew up, and all of a yeah. sudden they just got extremely busy, mm -hmm. and it was like nuts. Yeah. And so she was in a strip on a... A historic strip so mm -hmm. not like a strip mall okay but a historic strip in downtown cookville so it was mm -hmm. old big tall brick building and they were on the bottom mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they didn't have a sign above the on the brick it mm -hmm. was just on the window okay and they got a rinky dink five hundred dollar four hundred dollar tarp sign mm. and it said salon and they put it up. And I'm like, Julie, what are you doing? Because they have a really clean, mm -hmm. very much similar to y'all's, mm -hmm. like very clean, classy, just a beautiful look. Omeyat, it's a cool word. It yeah. looks cool. And she said that freaking sign made all the difference in their initial uptake in business. And oh. I said, where did you, why did you do that? She said, we hired a consultant. And she said the consultant, much like I've heard mm -hmm. Rock say, yeah. much like you said, made all the difference oh, in the yeah. world. Mm -hmm. Because for 10 years, you were told what to do. You mm -hmm. had probably had no idea on the back end of everything. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then they hired a consultant. So what? tell me this. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things out there. Whether I don't care what you own. You either own a restaurant, yeah. whether you own a catering, whether mm -hmm. you own a salon, mm -hmm. lawyer, whatever. There are so many consultants out there. Yeah. What did they help you with? Well, I mean, the first thing that really got my attention was just very like-minded. Like, I like how they were... A, about it wasn't about themselves they were about their whole team yeah. that was huge to me um they were about further in the kingdom um that's so, huge to so, me so, okay, very so like-minded yeah. that was uh yeah. something that really drew us in um everything makes sense the numbers when they laid everything out it was like that all makes sense like mm. um and so we knew like rock's very good at budgets and that's that's his thing um but like as you're growing you're you're starting to see that your numbers are increasing and yeah. so when we were doing our numbers, we were like, it was so hard for us to understand like how much color should we order? How much mm. like is in payroll taxes? How much is our rent? I mean, all these different things. Yeah. Well, they show you like, this is what your budget should be. This is how much percentage you should spend on color. This is how much you should spend on your utilities. This is how much mm. you should spend on. And that helped us to be like, not go over to where at the end of the month where you can make payroll. Gotcha. So you hired this guy. How long did you stay with a consulting company? We still use them. Still pay them. We still, um, now we're on a thing where we can, we'll pay them like a one-time, um, like a yearly one-time to look at all of our stuff. So let me ask you this question. Do you ever get to a point where you get, you outgrow that company and you have to, t mm. have to go to another company? Would you get like, is there like minor mm -hmm. league salon consulting mm -hmm. and then you got the big boys? Because you guys are growing. You fixed mm -hmm. down a second, second location. We'll talk about that in a second. So you guys are growing pretty good. So... Mm -hmm. Do you ever think, hey, we got we need to hire somebody else because we're at a point where I don't know if Johnny and them are helping us anymore. Mm, I guess it depends. I mean, with them, no, I don't feel like that. Um, the guy that is our coach, he's like that step ahead of us. So he's done multiple locations. Right. He has a school. And so he's really someone great that we like to get ideas from or bounce ideas off of because he's that step ahead of us. Mm. So I guess it depends on – you know, who your, your consultant is. I don't know. With us, we haven't felt that way. You still love this person. They're yeah, still yeah. giving value. They're still great. Mm -hmm. Great. So you've got the six chair salon over mm -hmm. on Valleydale, which mm -hmm. is about, for everybody mm -hmm. Valleydale's right on the corner for here yeah. in Birmingham. Tell me where you progressed from there and how long were you there yeah. at this place? 
Um, so we were there for 2015, so for three years, and okay. we had like we were, I mean, bumping into each other. It was we it was way we were running out of space. Okay. Um, and so looking back on it, I uh, I would do things a lot differently, but you know you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so at that time we were like, let's do another location. And so we looked at this place at 119, this place come available. We were so excited and it's been, that's where we're at now. Um, and so we had that one, 18, we opened that one up and then our focus was a lot on that one. And we didn't have the right management team in place. Mm. And um, I can look back on it now and be okay with it. But for a while, if that one failed eventually, yeah. Or to me, I feel like I f- it failed. It, somebody ended up coming along and buying that location, and it worked out to to God be the glory. But worked um, out for them, not for it worked y'all. out for them. We were, I mean, we got paid, yeah. but it wasn't the dream that I wanted, sure. you know. Um, and so I felt failure, like, and I I don't like to fail. I mean, who yeah. does? Yeah. And um, so that was hard for a moment, and I was like, I'll never do another location. Like, mm. I'm just gonna do this one, and we'll do it well. And, but I still just had that itch on the inside of like, I want to do more. And so then I started just really trying to figure out, um, why did it fail and not just sit there and waddle in it Mm -hmm. and waddle in self pity and, you know, try to pick my, get my bootstraps on and pick myself up and figure out what could I do differently if I were to do this again? Okay. So that's what, that's the next question. What would you do different? Mm -hmm. Is it a personnel thing? Is it a, is it a a systems thing? What Mm -hmm. would you do differently if you know, okay. We're going to make this work yeah. in this location. Not the new one, because the new one's a totally different animal than the ones you're fixing to open up. So, like, tell me, what would you do different? At that time? Or moving, or doing do it? Do if you had to do it over again yeah. now, what mm. would you do differently? I would have, if I had to do it over again, I would I would have closed that one down and moved everybody to that 119 location. Really? I would have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was not ready for another location. Why? I didn't have systems in place. Okay. I didn't have processes in place. I didn't have a, a team. I didn't have a management team in mm-hmm. place. Were you managing um, everything? I was managing everything. I ha- we had a manager, and um, it just wasn't what it needed to be. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, I I would have. That's what I would have done differently. But now, what I've learned from it is we've developed processes, we've developed systems, um, and I've got the most amazing team right. in place. So moving forward, I've all, I said, when I finally got over the defeat, I was like, if I ever do this again, I want to partner with someone that can help. Okay. Um, and so we had someone come to us, a girl that's been working with us for five years. And uh, she was like, I want to open my own salon, but I want y'all to do it with us. And so it worked out. We've you know, been meeting with them for, I guess this is two years now. And we're finally opening the second one up. So you're opening the second salon. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Rock and I've talked about this at length. Um, talk to me about the financial part of it. I know yeah. that there's an equity split there. Mm-hmm. Are they giving anything financially, mm-hmm. or is it more y'all financially and they're just doing the sweat? Tell me about yeah. that. What are y'all doing there? So we're doing. Um, so we, I have a manager that we've okay. had, and she is like, I mean, I could not do it without her. She is amazing at what mm-hmm. she does. And uh, so I wanted to bring her alongside and have let her have some equity in it too. So big goal is to have multiple locations and for all of us as a team to be doing this, not mm-hmm. just Rock and I. Um, so the equity split would be um, is 60-40. Okay. So we're 60, they're 40. But uh, my manager has 10% with us. So y'all have got 50. It's 50-40-10. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did all three parties give financially? Yep. They did. did. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So you're at your location now. Tell me about your mm-hmm. location now. Yeah. Give me an idea of number of people. Okay. We talked about your 50 mm-hmm. employees. Mm-hmm. Like, give me, like yeah. tell me how the system works now. Because you went from six, six chairs. Six chairs to 13. Okay. So we had 13. Or we had, a, hang on, we had 11. But we had plugged up or had run electrical for more stations. Okay. Um, and so, I don't know. At that time, I thought we just, I think we just thought that was going to be it, you know. Um, so we had 13 or so we put another station in, did 13. And then eventually we outgrew that spot and, um, we knocked the wall down next door and put in eight more chairs. What was the, was there a immediate uptick in business when you moved to the Mm. new location? Mm -hmm. Why? Mm. Um, I think the location, 
it was it was news exciting it um there's a lot of factors that go into it but the location's huge i mean okay. yeah let's talk about that mm-hmm. how important like it, like a gas station yeah like i stop at the same gas station mm-hmm. to get gas why yeah. because it's right by my house mm-hmm. i go to the same gym mm-hmm. because the gym's a mile and a quarter from my house yeah. like location rules a lot of our life mm-hmm. how important is location when it comes to a salon I think if you're a stylist that's been around for a long time, it's not super important because okay. people are going to follow their stylist. They're going to yep. go wherever they're at. I mean, it could be in the bottom of their basement, and they're going to go to see them because that's why. What is that's it? their what stylist? Is, what is that, it about that? Okay, so there's, I, a, there's yeah. a lady in Trustful <laughs> that there are people from Homewood and a guy from Chelsea that yeah. come to Trustful. It's 45 mm. minutes. I know. What is it about? Yeah. What, what, what is it? Tell me that. It's I don't just understand. you build this relationship with your stylist. Like I've had people that that I've that used to go to the guy that I worked for in high school that's, okay. that come to me. Still. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what? what I, I mean, don't know. It's just you build this relationship. You know their hair. You <laughs> They can sit down and they can say, do whatever. Like, you sure. know, you just, it becomes like they're your people. It's a trust factor. Yeah. So tell me about the growth of when you moved in. So you had 11 mm-hmm. chairs. 11, uh, 11 then, chairs. And then how did that progress? Um, yeah, it And this grew. was in 18. This is 18. So we're in tw- late 2023 right now. Mm-hmm. This this show will air in early yeah, 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're in 18 mm-hmm. and you've got 11 chairs. Tell 11 me chairs. about the progression. Yeah, it, it was one of those that grew super quick. And, you know, it's hard to, when I look back on it too, because it, that was growing so fast, but then my other location was just not doing well. Um, and so... That's kind of, I was focused more on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess we always focus more on the negative. Sure. And I was more focused on that. But, yeah, so that one was growing super fast. Um, so then, let's see, what, then I guess two years ago by 2020 hits. Yeah. And it was one of our biggest years. 2020 Yeah, was. which is wild, which is another, like, like, goodness, if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. Because that I, I, I say that's that's only the reason why, like, Everybody else says 2020 was their worst year, but it was one of our greatest years. What is the hardest part about what you do mm. now? Hardest part about what I do. Hmm. I have a lot of vision, a lot of dreams, and I feel like I can't get to them quick enough. Okay. What? So how do you, how do you process that? I mean, how do you like? Do you write it down? Do yeah. you talk? What do you Both, do? What do yeah, you do? I, I, uh, I do, I do both of those things. And then some of it, I have to go to rock and I tell him like, Hey, this is a dream I have, but I know this is going to happen like tomorrow, but I have to share it, you know? And then some of them like take off and some of them don't, but I think that's the hardest things. I've got so much that I want to do and I feel like I can't get to it quick enough. Sure. I want to go back to the growth part. Okay. Um, Tell me about the growth part and I want to be more specific. She's like, Hey, we grew, you know, no, I'll like, tell me 11 chairs chairs. in 2018. Where did you go from there? We are at 24 chairs now. Okay. Um, so we double shift. So that's how we're able to have, I did not know this was a thing. Yeah. He told me this last week. Mm -hmm. So tell me about double. And if I'm, if I'm just a moron, like y'all forgive me. Tell me about the double shift thing because mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So double shifts. So in a we run eight to eight, so eight a.m. to eight p.m. So the girls can choose to work. Say they want to work three dub- or two doubles and one single, they can do that and be like a nurse and work three days. Or say they want to work five days, they can work you know the five shifts. So eight to two or two to eight or eight to eight depends on. So you require them to work X number of shifts per mm-hmm. week. I try to work shift. It's 30 hours is what we require. You want them to work 30? 30, 30 hours. Ha- they require them to work 30 hours. We've, we've found that with the new generation, 30 they're going to give it their all for 30 hours. If I give them more than that, then they're not going to work super hard. What, if, if Johnny or Susie wants to work more than 30, will you give yeah, it to them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they can work as much as they want to work. But 30 is what I ask of them to hit the numbers, to hit their goals. How many stylists do you have on the payroll? We have, I think we're at 36, 30, no, 37. And then we have girls that are training. So we do like a training program too. Okay. And then front desk and all that. So what, you're at how many chairs? You said 23 chairs? There's got to be more than 37. We're at, we have 24 chairs. 24 mm-hmm. chairs. So Is can, there any more room to expand at the one night at the location you're yes, at Yes, we have uh, plugged up for, I think, two more stations. What about in the building? Are you going to um, be able to get? No, I'm not. I'm 
I'm, I guess never say never. Um, we could. If we, we could. Yeah. All right. Talk to me about this second location. This yes. has been on the talks for probably a year now. Oh, wow. Um, it's new. It's a new new construction, so okay. it's taken forever to yeah. get off the ground. Um, but it should be like April, May. Have they and started and broke ground and all that good mm-hmm, stuff? Mm-hmm. When will y'all start designing and putting things in the building? Um, probably around April, I would say, if okay. it's if it's built by then. So, tell me about what you do day to day now. Mm-hmm. So, working yeah. at fifteen sixteen, being at a salon where mm-hmm. you were just an employee—I yeah. shouldn't say just an employee—where you were an employee for ten years, yeah. owning your own place with six chairs growing into a second location, mm-hmm. a location one failing, yeah. having 11 chairs, now you're at 23 or 24 chairs, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, tell me about day-to-day now. How many days yeah. a week are you cutting hair? I go in on Thursdays, and not because I have to, but mm-hmm. I just, people I've done forever, like we talked about. Yeah. Um, and I need to probably back off Why? from it. I, I don't feel like I do both well. Like, I don't feel like I run the salon well or behind, I can't do both well when I'm behind the chair. I, that's what I feel. I want to give it, give my all to my clients, but I feel like behind me, the whole salon's running. Yeah. And they do a great job. They sure. don't really, they probably like when I'm busy, so I'm not micromanaging everybody. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I find more passion in seeing my team grow and helping them. Yeah than I do being behind the chair anymore. So tell me what you do day to day. So you're working, you're cutting mm-hmm. hair Thursdays. What yeah. about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday? Yeah. What, what's, what's the rhythm I there? love being there. I love being at the salon. Okay. Um, so there's times where I have to force myself not to go. Uh, whether that's, you know, our, our two older kids, we homeschool them. Yep. So whether that's being home with them and helping them um, or making sure I, you know, have laundry done or groceries or, mm-hmm. um, but I love being at work. Like it, like fulfills something yeah. in me um so but anyways if i go in i go to my office i run numbers i make sure like my whole team's doing well um i look at their stuff i look at our numbers see if we're where we're supposed to be um i'll go talk to the team i talk to clients i probably clean up something yeah and yeah but is there well, so my question is this is as, mm-hmm. as business owners we sometimes get lost because we start replacing ourselves whether it be management, someone yeah, yeah. cutting hair. Mm-hmm. So is there a, because I'm a rhythmatic yeah, guy. Yeah. Like Monday, uh-huh. team meeting, meeting with marketing team. Then I mean, it's like I got things laid out uh-huh. certain days. So uh-huh. tell me what the rhythm is yeah. on those three days when you're not, the first three days when you're not in the chair. Is there, is okay. there, is there a concise yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, thing yeah. that you do? Yeah. Like Monday's this, Tuesday's this, Wednesday's this. Um, no. There is probably just... I have like a checklist that I go through and I know these are things I need to check on. Um, but no, I mean like I have a system of making sure, I think if I take care of like myself and my family, then I have to make sure those things are taken care of mm-hmm. well before I can make sure work's taken care of or else I feel so, I feel scattered. Right. So like I get up 5.30, have my coffee, do my quiet time, uh, get the kids ready for school, the two little ones go to school. Then I go to the gym, and then I'm ready for my. Then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do I what I need now. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So then I go in the salon. And so very similar to us. Mm-hmm. We got we've got three. You've got four. Mm-hmm. We've got two kids that we homeschool. One kid that we don't. Talk mm-hmm. to me about why you decided to mm-hmm. homeschool the two other uh, the two big kids. Yeah. Um. So my oldest, when she was in kindergarten, I just felt it on my heart, like very strongly. Came to Rock, told him, I feel like we need to homeschool, and he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. we're not doing that. And, uh, but then, you know, years go on and we just kept feeling finally he was like on the same page and we both were like, this is what we need to do. And so, uh, we started homeschooling the older two and then the younger two, we will eventually, I just don't want to teach anybody to read. No doubt. So, <laughs> so I know why, cause rocks from the same part of town that I am. I know I why I thought yes. I would have said no right, about right. homeschooling. Yeah. Why did he say no? about The same thing. He was like, I want our kids to be able to read. And I'm like. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I get you. We th- homeschool kids were weird from weirdos. It, they were weird, yeah. But it's so different now. They're not weirdos and, anymore. Yeah. Now, I, some of the homeschool kids are weirdos. Yeah. And my kids are, but people, some people probably think my kids are weirdos. Well, I'm okay with them being a weirdo. Yeah, There's a lot too. more weirdos out there. Absolutely. I mean, come on now. So you got two that are homeschooled, two that are not. Mm-hmm. Um, 16, 13. 16, 13. 13. Mm-hmm. Are they pretty self-sufficient they as far as school is concerned? Yeah, so. Do old, they like school? Because mine don't uh, like school. No, not really. Okay. Um, no. So the oldest works a lot at the salon. 
Okay. So she is does she going to cut hair? I think so. I, I mean, I whatever she wants to do. Um, but she's leaning more towards that. Okay. So we'll see. So we've got the salon. We've got a second mm-hmm. salon coming up. You're probably mm-hmm. going to be busy with that. Talk to me about the things you do outside of the salon. Oh, I don't have any hobbies. As far, no, no, no. <laughs> as far as the business is concerned. Okay, so like okay. business life, business things. So mm. um, I talked about this before. You've got to have people in your life that you talk through things with, that you have ideas mm-hmm. with, that you're like-minded with. Brock is my, one of that people for mm-hmm. me, and that's your husband. <clears throat> and so I probably know more about you than you know about me. So tell me about where you are in y'all's business, non-salon business life mm-hmm. and the investments and the things okay. that y'all do. What's your, what's your involvement there? Um, I love that part too. And mainly I love having different streams of income coming yeah. in because I, it makes me feel better about the salon, not it not being so heavy of um, – of it being like a, a providing for us. The pressure. Um, yeah. I love having all these different streams coming in. So we've gotten involved with um, investing in different opportunities and uh, oil and gas, ATMs. Um, what else have we done? I don't even know. Uh, land. Land, land deal, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and just so ask, that's just from, ask your investments, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you probably know more about it than I do. <laughs> so t- tell me about the um, the the – Rock's involved in Wealth Without Wall Street, mm-hmm. I think, more than you are. Tell me about your involvement there. Are yeah. you involved there other than going to the events? Tell I me do. about that. Yeah. What's that? I love it. I love all things business. Um, same thing with that group. They're very like-minded. Yeah. Um, but I love just listening. I like to be in a room with people that are that are doing things bigger than I'm doing them, and I just want to learn everything I can from them. And that group is those people. Um, I feel so alive when I'm in that group. Um, I... I don't know. They just, they inspire me to be better. They, they help me to, to think differently to, um, they challenge me to the questions they ask. I'm like, I don't, I've never asked myself that question before, you know? Um, so that's, that's that group. I I love that group. Heard nothing but good things about it. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about this. You're around a lot of different, um, whether it be the the mastermind group you guys are involved Mm -hmm. in, you know, all the different hustlers and people like the people at your salon, 35, 35, 36, 36-year-old woman, extremely successful, mm-hmm. married four kids, business owner. Okay. You've got a girl, a woman, that comes to you and says, I want to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily I want to be a business owner like you. I want to be a business owner. Okay. What would you tell them? The number one or number two things. What would you tell them? Mm. I would, one thing, don't give up. Like, okay. that's that's something that I've seen people that have been successful or done well, they haven't given up. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when they fail or even when things happen, they just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I've just seen so much greater success that way than someone that does, you know, give up and say, oh, it was too hard or it didn't work out or don't give up. Um, write your vision down. That was something okay. that was huge for us. It's just writing it down on paper. Um, I think that just, there's, puts, there's power behind that. Right. Yeah. Okay. What are you really, really good at? Un, <laughs> no ego, okay. whatever. I like, whether you think it, whether you don't think it, whatever, someone's told you, hey, you're great at this. Mm-hmm. What what are you good at? Because mm-hmm. everybody's got something that they're good at, no matter how talented or untalented they are. Mm-hmm. What are you really good at? Okay. I have two things. Great. Okay. <laughs> Most people are like, I don't know. I don't okay. Know what I'm good at. <laughs> One thing is I can make the best chocolate chip cookies you've ever had. Really? I've, I have my own recipe. Okay. And you being a chef okay uh i am very I, i'm very good at chocolate chip cookies really and i'm very confident in that i, really I will make taste you some this. okay great i'm very good at it number two that, okay number two is um and i've had to work on this because i think that when we have a gift yeah that we can either allow the enemy to use our gift or we can allow jesus to use our mm. gift so it depends on who you allow to use it right. so I'm very good at discerning situations. I'm very good at discerning people. I can listen to someone and, and be like, mm, I can I just can see things sure. a little clearer um, when I'm talking to someone. But with that, I've had to learn not everything true has to be said. Like if I'm sitting here talking to someone and I can 
it doesn't mean I have to tell them everything. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, to not be so judgmental. So there's a lot, somebody asked me one time, well, why do you feel like you have that gift? And I said, I think it's to pray, to intercede for those people. It's not to, yeah. you know, call them out in it. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I love so that. So I think I'm very good at discerning. That's really, really good because that's a gift because some people are really good at it some of the time. Some people are really good at it all the time. And being able to say that, hey, this is something I'm good at. It's wonderful. And that also probably keeps you really spiritually grounded. Mm -hmm. Meaning like, hey, I love this gift. Mm Because that's a great gift to have. Mm -hmm. And you probably want to keep developing that thing. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be better at? And I look, I don't want some hokey, rinky-dink answer. What do you want to be better at? I want to be, I want to have more fun. I feel like I'm a... (laughs) I feel like I'm a little like just sit at home on my couch with my cozy blanket, my cozy socks. And I just, I want to have more fun with people and enjoy people uh, more. My kids are getting older, which is, you know, for a while you're kind of hunkered down with the kids. Sure. uh, Raising, and we still are raised on, but I just want to enjoy people more. Like, um, I'm very introverted. So it's, I don't know. I am. I'm an ambivert. I think that's what they call it. An ambivert. I think that's what it's called. I can be extroverted. Yeah. But it doesn't like give me energy. Do you an Enneagram person? Oh, yeah. What are you? What do you think I am? I don't know them well enough. I just know what I am and I Where know what you? I'm not. Let me guess what you are. Okay. You're you're probably seven, eight. Eight. But you're, you lean to seven. I don't know what a seven you are. is. You're, you're, you're seven. You're seven. I don't know what a seven is. What are you? I'm eight. That's right. Teammate. So do, you know, do you know Michelle uh, Moskal? She owns Dreamboat mm-hmm. Salon down in mm-hmm. Forest Park. Mm-hmm. Maybe. She's wonderful. She's an eight. Yeah. Most you guys are very, 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 very similar. Oh. Wonderful. We probably wouldn't lady. like each other then. Most um, people that are like alike, you don't like them. Uh, I don't know many eights though. Yeah, that's true. I think I we are. You. I think we are like two percent of the population. Is that it? I think so. What is your husband? Three. What is a three? Tell me that. Tell me that. They are that. very, um, like, outer appearance is big to them. Like, how, how people perceive them. Like, okay. Like, uh, their appearance, they're very driven, like, with goals. And, like, they have to meet their goal. And if they're, like, trying to meet it, don't interrupt them. Like, okay. let them do it. Don't. That's something I've learned with him. Um, and then threes and eights are very similar. Except... Let's see, threes more, eights aren't, it's not necessarily about their appearance. Eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive. Mm-hmm. Protective, resourceful, straight, talking, mm-hmm. this guy, mm-hmm. and decisive. Yep, that's me. But can also be egocentric and domineering. Yeah. I have that problem. To work on it. Eights feel they must control the environment, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. I get mm-hmm. that I'm intimidating all the time, mm-hmm. and I really Same. don't think that I am. Eights typically have problems with their tempers, Eh, not really, mm. and allowing themselves to be vulnerable a little bit at their best. Self at their best, self mastering. They use their strength to improve others' lives, which you've talked about multiple times. Mm-hmm. Being coming heroic, mag- magnanimous, and inspiring. Our biggest fear, basic fear, is of being harmed or controlled by others. Yep. Biggest desire to protect themselves, to be in control of their own life. Uh, seven wing. This is what you said this, I This am? is you. I'm wing nine, so that's where we're different. Ma- so they say that eights and nines are like polar opposites. So nine's peacemaker. The bear. The, uh-huh. I, they sound the maverick. Oh. That's what it says. Okay. So wing seven, the mm-hmm. maverick. I'm not real sure what that means. Um, so let's look at threes. Yeah. This is rock. Okay. Big personalities. Threes are? Mm-hmm. Self-assured, attractive, charming. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Ambitious, confident, energetic. They also can be status conscious. Highly, this is all mm-hmm. what you said. I know. They're diplomatic and poised. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But can be very be overly concerned with their image mm-hmm. and what others think of them. They typically have problems with work workaholism. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's workaholic? If he's if he is onto something, it, he is one thousand percent in. If really? he's not onto it. He's zero percent. At their best, self-accepting, authentic, very much so. Everything seems to be role models, inspiring others. That's really, really good. How about that? Mm -hmm. Huh? I love that stuff. I don't know a ton about it. Okay. Um, Five questions at the end. 
You ready? I'm ready. What is your go-to activity with your kids? Mm, I love to take a walk. Like I love to, like just like an everyday activity. Yeah. Or just because we go Nothing ski planned. and stuff. Nothing okay. Planned. Yeah. No, I yeah. love I love to go on a walk. Like I I've learned so much just side by side conversation is I I get, I hear so much more from them before side by side. So really? just going on a walk. I mean I could just walk down the road with my son and he just is talks and talks and talks. Even my little girls like they. I love just going to walk with them. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite follow on social media? Follower? Follow. Who do you follow. like to follow? Oh. When they pop up in your feed, you're like, um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really love, love social media. Anything that's funny. Like, you like funny stuff? I like okay. funny stuff, yeah. Uh, or like house stuff. I love looking at like decorating like house stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, what are you focused on learning right <clears> now? <throat> oh, online. Like we started a hair extension company. We haven't okay. talked about that. Um and I am like obsessed with trying to learn how to do online sales. Great. So I'm e-commerce, that. all e-commerce I'm, stuff. Yeah. I'm like every second I get, I'm learning that. We talked about this and don't, let's get back to our questions. We talked about this. Uh, you are taking a Facebook ads course yes, right now. And I, I have looked at that and we're mm-hmm. meeting with a guy tomorrow about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So why are you, you talked about the hair company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into this just yeah. a little bit and then we'll get back to our questions. You're, you're selling hair. I am. Okay. Back in the day when we were kids, the only people that got extensions were, were black women. Yeah. Now not it's anymore. a, it's not anymore. Not anymore. So you are, and we talked about this with Rock on the previous episode. So you guys are, <clears throat> you were buying the hair from company yeah. A. Right. Upselling or, um, you know, upcharging it like everybody does, the right. markup and then uh-huh. installing it. So there's a huge market in that. Mm-hmm. Lasts a long time. It's incredibly expensive. So what you guys, tell me what you guys decided to do instead of buying it from company A, yeah. what did you guys decide to do? So we developed our own brand and mainly that was to help our clients and our stylists because our stylists weren't making any any commission or anything off of those upsells. Like you, we couldn't mark it up too much because you couldn't sell it for that much. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we were like, let's develop our own brand. Or I was, I had this big dream, let's develop our own brand. And uh Rock wasn't really on board at first until he started seeing the numbers and he was like, I want to be part of this. Let's give it a shot. Like, yeah. Okay, come on. Um, so, yeah, we, for about a year, I looked for a good supplier and so we finally found one. And so now we have our own hairline. So tell us about mm-hmm. if someone wanted to find that, what, what can they do? 431 hair extensions or 431hair.com. 431hair.com. Mm-hmm. And what they can do is they can go buy that yeah. hair. Yeah. So or education. Of, we do education too. One of the things he talked about a lot was the quality. So you mm-hmm. went through, you touched oh, it, it took yeah. you a year. About a year, yeah. And just finding quality. Mm-hmm. This sounds really crazy. We're talking about this. No, no. Finding quality hair <clears throat> that lasts, that looks good, that feels good, all those different types of things mm-hmm. was critical. So, But you guys really found some a company that's yeah. doing this. And so if someone wanted to buy this hair and try this mm-hmm. out, what, what they just go there and order it and then they take it to their salon. So say they lived in New York mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Tennessee or wherever, yeah. they'd buy it from y'all's on website. Y'all would ship it to them. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, they mm-hmm. could go to their salon. Why would they do that as opposed to buying it from their salon? What's the, what's, why would someone do that? Why they buy our hair? Yeah. Um, I love that we have developed this hair in this company. I've gotten so much input from our stylist. So it's not just like me or like a big company that's developed this. This is actually developed by stylist. So even all the names of our our colors, even all the weft designs like Mm -hmm. of the hair has all been, I've asked every stylist input, like, hey, how can we make this better? Hey, how can we do that? How do you, why do you like this hair? What could we do differently? And we've tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it to make it, better and better so i i like it because it's been developed by stylist okay i'm gonna go back i'm gonna <clears> ask that we will cut that cut so take that part out i'm gonna ask the question again but when i ask the question again you started off with a lot of ambigu ambiguousness and like not very confident okay so i would never buy that because you started off really like ah. mm. so when you answer the question now you've already given me answer so four seconds into your answer you were like okay this is this is why Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me the problem that you're going to solve. So I'm going to ask the question okay. again. So this is a clip that you guys can pull out. Oh yeah, yeah. And put on whatever okay. website, whatever social, whatever. Gotcha. So I'm going to ask the question again. Okay. But come out. Then you got to come out the gate loud. Okay. But you got about two or three seconds where you need to mm-hmm. grab the person on the other end. Okay. Okay. 
So the new hairline. Mm-hmm. What? So why would somebody in another state buy your hair online and purchase it and take it to their salon? Why would somebody mm-hmm. buy your hair? So there's other companies out there that are just big companies. Okay. Our company, our hair has been developed by stylists. So each one of our stylists at the salon have had their hands in it. They've looked at it. They've put it in hair. And mm-hmm. we've tweaked it and tweaked it to make it better and better each time. So that's why I personally love our brand is because actual stylists have had their hands in it they've designed it they've named it that's why perfect okay that's great great answer all right so we're going back to our questions so your travelers mm-hmm. so got three i got three questions but okay well part a and part b what is the favorite vacation that y'all have ever taken we love to go to breckenridge every year that's probably my favorite Really? Um, mm-hmm, I do. Go to I the love same it. place every year. Every year. Jill Pettis it's, says there's a great big world out there. Why do you not is. go somewhere different? Now, if it were up to my husband, he would love. To, he loves to go everywhere. That's but me. not me. I'm like, I mean, same thing every day. Like, oh, I, I know. That's I know. So boring. I, it is, but that's me. Okay. Um, what yeah. is your favorite vacation that you've never taken? So I want to see the Northern Lights. That's like a big like bucket list for me. Um, and I want to take a sleigh ride out there and Perfect. see the Northern Lights. That's a great one. I've not heard that one yeah. yet. Okay. Uh, are you a reader? Yes. What's your favorite book? Don't say the mm. Bible. Your favorite book that you've ever read. Oh, man. There's so many books. There's so many books. Hmm. I don't know. There, I don't know. There's a lot of books out there. What have you read uh, twice? The Ideal Team Player. Okay. I think it's Patrick Lachoni. Lencioni. Whatever. How do you say it? I take that book and I, every time I'm hiring somebody or even like trying to evaluate my team, um, he talks about being hungry, humble, and smart. And I just, I look at those three things. It's just easy for me to look at our employees and say, well, if they don't have hunger, that's something that is very hard to teach. Mm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You ask me anything you want to right now. That way that we can get. What's your favorite book? It. Uh, the Wealthy Gardener. Oh, yeah. Rock told me that. Hands I'm supposed down. to read it. I hadn't read it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful yeah. for people like us because it is very applicable mm-hmm. to life, mm-hmm. business owner slash job job. The guy's a business mm-hmm. owner, and he has a job, and he tells a story. He intertwines a parable with the real-life story of his life, mm-hmm. and it goes back and forth. It's easy to go back and forth. It's easy that you can get back and forth, but he also has a lot of small chapters. The book's 400 pages. Okay. But you can read the chapters in 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you're just knocking it out really good. And it's wonderful. I mean, every page has got something on there. So mm. I love it. It's my favorite okay. book. Love it. I'll get that. What is your a dream you have not accomplished yet? Uh, I want to own 500 units mm-hmm. okay. by the time I'm 50. So I'm 43 okay. right now. Seven years. So I've got seven years. I got a long way to go. We've only owned thirty-three right so now. So seven a year. Five hundred. Oh, five hundred. Seventy. Five hundred. Yeah. Okay. So we got a lot, long way to go. Um, it's a small. It's a small. I think I've just got to start ticking away at it. Start mm-hmm. moving a little bit faster than what we're doing. Um, that's one of the big things I want. And the second big goal I have is I want to be a six-figure giver. Ooh, I love that. I got that from an elderly lady in B and I. I first moved to Birmingham. And there was a name, lady named uh, Elaine, and mm-hmm. she was in her 70s, and she was just still killing it, doing direct sales stuff. And um, she said one of her goals was to be a six-figure giver. I love that. And that is one of my goals. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've got financial goals, but my mm-hmm. biggest financial goal mm-hmm. is to give six figures a year. That's what I want to do. Not over like a, a yeah, year. Yeah. I want to give six yeah. figures a year. Wow. That's a good goal. Yep. I like that. So, what else? Mm. In order to reach the 500, what does your daily look like and monthly look like in order to get there? Um, I'm a practical person, so I want to like have steps if I have a goal yeah. like that, and you've got seven years. Yeah. The daily goal, um, it, the funny thing is I just hired a VA to help me start looking up and researching apartment complexes that are individually owned. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard okay. to buy apartment complex from a BlackRock or a, you know, a, a Shannon Whitlock or someplace like that. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are not going to sell it. Okay. So I've got to find them that are individually owned by people like me and you. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to find them that are owned by probably people that are older mm-hmm. because yeah. so they want to liquidate, get rid of it, retire, whatever. So yeah. like right, there's a one in Huntsville right now that I'm looking at possibly buying 20 units. Mm-hmm. And the guy that owned it died and they want to liquidate. Mm-hmm. Well, I could probably get it at a little bit of a premium just because they're ready to get rid of it. So I want to, I want to do more of that. So I'm having someone research that. I don't have, I don't, I'm not going to spend the time to research those things just because I've got three or four businesses that yeah. I already work on. This is a primary thing for me, but it's also not something that I have to depend on the income every yeah. month to do. So if yeah. we don't have to have the dollars every month, it's sometimes difficult mm. to say, I got to go do this. I got to go do this because yeah. there's not a direct return. I'm human just like anybody else. I've got a long-term vision and I'm, I'm a very, very much delayed gratification person, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to wrap your mind around those things every single day. Yeah. So I need to, I need to seven years. I need to be, like you said, probably 70 ish mm-hmm. a year over the next seven years. I want to buy 20 this year. And then I want to progressively move. I need my threshold needs to go up a little bit more every year. Okay. Um, so that's, that's where my thought is. So, I like it. Yep. Yeah. What else? Mm. These are clip questions, though, too, Luke. Mm. Next question. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Starting, start. If I was younger, oh, that's a hard question. I, I would say get out of coaching earlier yeah. and start owning my own business earlier. I missed four years of my, my first kid's life because I was mm-hmm. coaching. But I know that the coaching part developed so many things in me. Yeah. Confidence, addressing a room, um, being in that position at that time, meeting mm-hmm. those people at those times. So, like, that's really, really difficult. But if mm-hmm. I had to, like, tactically go back I would say get out of coaching quicker start owning my own thing bigger yeah. quicker because that I I really really enjoy that as far as like so I want you to ask this question what so I thought you were going to ask this but you didn't what would you tell a young business owner because like I love that question for some people okay so like I loved hearing what you said you said a totally different answer than what I said but I get asked this all the time by random people mm-hmm. so you ask me that okay. question and I'll give you that answer what would you tell a young business owner? The most important thing, in my opinion, is to put your health first. So being in great shape mm-hmm. has so many different benefits mm-hmm. for being a business owner or just being a human in general. Yeah. But from a business owner's perspective, when you walk in the room and you're in great shape, you garner attention off the jump. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. are intrigued by it so they ask questions some people are intimidated by it mm-hmm. so they, they they think differently but some people it, it when you're in great shape it shows an extreme amount of detail and delayed gratification in your everyday life yeah so it shows that you can have some stick to itness and you have a a non-give up attitude because mm-hmm. so many people start in fitness and start in taking care of their health and they, they just wane off. They, they go hard for six months and they take a month off. Yeah. But just being in incredibly good shape is, uh, is one of the most important things. <clears throat> the second thing from a business owner is live extremely below your means. Yeah. So I got a friend of mine that just got a raise. He making like $125,000 and he's 31 years old. He went from 125 to 275 overnight. Mm-hmm. And he, we talked, and he's, his parents didn't teach him anything about money. And I said, hey, look, you're used to making about 6000 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I said, give yourself a raise, because he's going to take home about $16,000 a month now. Mm-hmm. I said, give yourself a raise mm-hmm. to about eight or nine. So mm-hmm. go from six to about eight or nine, but cut yourself off. Mm-hmm. Take That's the rest smart. of it yeah. and invest it. And so I would say for everybody, even mm-hmm. people that make the, the money and income that we make, live below what, mm-hmm. you, yeah. what you make. because. Like Lifestyle creep is a real thing mm-hmm. and it can get you in trouble extremely fast yeah. because you get used to a certain way of life. Mm-hmm. So those are probably the top two things from a business owner perspective I like that. is like being in really good shape and then also live way, way below your Open means. Me. The practical part of like just human life mm-hmm. is number one is like 
figuring out that relationship with Jesus and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. You've talked about it. We've talked about it in the past. That thing is so important because what happens is if you don't have something to go back to, a center point and a belief to go back to, it's really, really difficult when things get hard. Absolutely. Really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. So having that is incredibly important. So you're waving your hand. What you got? Oh, sorry. Okay. Anything else? What else you got? Anything for me? Anything, you know, the thought, anything else, anything else you want to talk about, promote, whatever, mm -mm. what you're doing? Nothing. Do you want me to ask another question? No. Now's your time oh, to hi, talk thanks. about something else, whatever. We talked about the hair. Uh -huh. All this stuff can be cut. We talked about the hair. Uh -huh. We talked about the new salon. Uh -huh. We talked about you, the family, the rock. We, I mean, we, we talked about a bunch Everything. of stuff. We did good. Yeah. I forgot about the hair. I'm glad you brought that up. So. Okay. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, you did wonderful today. I know you were nervous <laughs> when you walked in the door, but you did great. Um, where can people find you if they want to buy the hair, uh -huh. learn more about you, have questions? Because here's the thing. People see people come on the podcast and they're like, hey, you know, I'd love to yeah. ask her a question because I'm not going to have a salon question. Okay. Where can someone ask a question to you directly? Mm -hmm. But And also, where can they find the hair if they wanted to buy the hair or whatever? Yeah. Um, so you can go to my Instagram, okay. at bsandretto, S-I-N-D-R-E-T-T-O. Okay. Or you can email me, info at brittanysandretto.com. Mm -hmm. um, and the hair is uh, 43 Hair. You can go to our salon page. It's all there as well. Um, or you can go to the website, 431hair.com. Um, but yeah, ask me anything. I'm, I love it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for joining yeah, us. Thanks for having me. Right. Mm -hmm.